We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. Very good evening to all and compliments of the new season. I hope all went well um, you know, during the festive season amidst the unpleasantries of COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, if you have traveled within the country uh, or outside the country for that matter, I hope your excursion was rewarding in so many ways and you are feeling back reinvigorated. You're coming back rejuvenated uh, and, and looking forward to address or to attack or to comprehend 2021 in the most pleasant way. Uh, in the same vein, lots of people are known for the fact that they, you know, decided to stay put. And and if you've stayed put for reasons that are known to you and which we definitely embrace and appreciate, I sincerely hope that you're able to spend quality time with your loved ones and uh, you will be able to rekindle your relationships and you are in a better position than you were uh, the last time. And I know for the fact that 2020 has been such a devastating year for pretty much Everyone, individuals and businesses alike. And we look forward to 2021 with, with some kind of hope that, uh, we will be able to get the vaccines. The economies will get back to, to, to normal. And, uh, you know, we would definitely recover from the mess that you have seen. Uh, you know, that has affected small businesses as well as uh, big businesses. We know for the fact that this, the small businesses with the high, with the hardest hit. It has been mind boggling the kind of strife that small businesses, um, had to endure, particularly in the mid, in, in the context of inadequate, uh, protection and support from government and banks for that matter. Given this reality, we must obviously soldier on as failure is not an option. In making sense of this very interesting and mind boggling, if not intriguing issues. I'll be joined online by Valen Daba, who is an author, speaker, consultant, and life coach. Um, you know, Veli and I have had this conversation before. Uh, coincidentally, when I reflect on my notes, I think last year when we started, we had similar conversation with him. But anyway, uh, 2021 is different in so many ways. So Vinny is going to be our guest tonight. He'll really share with us his views in terms of how can you be inspired? How can you be empowered? The kind of tools and trades that he uh, is able to advance so that your views, or your your turnaround strategy, your vision for your, for your personal lives and for your businesses can actually manifest. And, and I said earlier, tonight's show is really dedicated to rebirth of minds and, and spiritual well-being, if you like. I know that economics and finance is obviously, you know, it's about tangibles. Uh, and it's also about predictability. It's about assurance for investors and then for everybody else, frankly speaking. But the reality is that it all starts with your mind. The COVID-19 has, has been such devastating psychological impact, which we somehow need to overcome, even though we deal with, 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 with tangibles. Some people are depressed. Businesses are depressed. Uh, you know, we go through all sorts of 
uh, uh, you know, medical attention that we, we, we desperately need. But tonight showing them is really going to be around how best we put our psychological foot forward, so to speak. And Velindaba is that kind of person that will give us insight and views on the best way in which we could navigate this very turbulent environment that we are seeing as we are starting 2021, hopefully on a very positive note. Um, you know, please weigh in on our conversation. Our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 061-895-1095. And of course, my Twitter handle is at Ben Nimrod. Please weigh in on our conversation as you normally do. Um, as we, you know, just before we really, really, uh, take off the show, it's important that we acknowledge those that, uh, you know, uh, came before us. Uh, here someone is, is somewhere in the Bahamas. And, uh, Chad Thomas is sitting for him. Uh, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Chad. I had a glimpse of your show and I, I, I believe you've done a, a stunning work. If someone is not careful, uh, you might take over. Uh, someone, wherever you, I know you, I know you this thing, wherever you are, you better come back, you know, with, with full steam so that you give us your best. On that note, let me also acknowledge Dominic Majola, who is part of the, you know, the, the Simon show, uh, uh, you know, for the work that he has already done. Thank you very much. Um, as always, I'm not flying solo. Tonight, I have Tabisa and DJ Flo. Let me thank them in advance. Uh, as we anticipate that the show will, will be flawless, will be seamless. There won't be any gremlins. Um, I believe Tabisa left all her gremlins in Cape Town. And we don't anticipate any. And DJ Flo, Yours, uh, I believe we left them somewhere in Bahamas, whether it's virtual or physical, it's something else. But be that is, my colleagues, thank you very much for being with us on our very maiden show for 2021. May, may, be, may, may it be among the best shows, um, you know, as we have done in the past. Anyway, let's move on uh, very swiftly. Um, you know, tonight, just before we get into the gist of the main show with Velindaba. I just wanted to reflect on the conversation I've had with Martin uh, Kingston uh, last year. I think it was on the 27th of July. Uh, as, you know, when they were unveiling the Business for South Africa Accelerated Economic Recovery Strategy. And in that particular blueprint, um, which Martin unveiled, which um, given, you know, the kind of challenge that we experienced at the time, received pretty much a thumbs up from business as business is a key driver of economic recovery. That particular blueprint, if I recall, mentioned of nine thematic areas, which at some point in our discussion in the nearest future will reflect on those. What were those nine points? Firstly, it was about policy consistency. I want to ask a question, how far or which policy areas have been addressed and the extent to which uh, have, there's been a success? Um, you know, that's one. Two, um, regulatory reform. What reforms have we seen in what areas of, of economic performance and what has been the performance that far? The third one is addressing crime, corruption and undoing state capture. We'll obviously get a perspective from Martin in terms of how far, uh, you know, um, based on, on their view as um, business for South Africa on this particular issue. The last, the, the fourth one is infrastructure investment. We've had uh, in the past 
from, from the president in particular, the kind of investment that has taken off, particularly in, in, in as far as infrastructure investment is concerned. So it will be quite interesting to see what are the numbers in terms of jobs created uh, using this particular thematic area. The fifth one was um, the, the restructuring of the state-owned enterprises. We know this is an albatross uh, in everyone's neck. Uh, the, the, the rating agencies have made pronouncement uh, in relation to the balance sheet where we are the debts of, of SOEs. And the, there's been some kind of undertaking from government to restructure the SOEs. So we'll hear from Martin uh, in a very short while as to what has been progress particularly on this particular issue. The number six item of nine is the energy industrialization strategy, which they have mentioned. I want to put to Martin and say what has been this, you know, uh, what has been the movement uh, regarding the energy, you know, industrialization strategy. The seventh one was on economic transformation and BEE. Um, five months down the line, where are we? Okay, the number eight was addressing skill shortage and nine being investment modernization kind of a drive. So those were the nine points which Martin Kingston shared with us sometime last year in July. And as we are kicking the year off, it will be interesting and if not useful really to reflect on those particular issues because we're not starting from zero. There's a base that we're starting from which you and I expected to see if you are to measure government performance, we have to use this particular blueprint as a, a, a yardstick. Okay. And this particular blueprint comes in the context of, um, you know, very unpleasant, depressing economic outlook. We're currently sitting with about 14.7 million South Africans that are employed, you know, um, and 14, we, we have about 30 or 31 percent, depending on the number of, depending on the view or the definition of unemployment that you're using. 30 or 31 percent of South Africans are currently unemployed. We are having about 17.8 South Africans who depends on grant system. Clearly, the numbers don't, don't add up. 70.8 million South Africans who own grants against 14.7 million South Africans who are gainfully employed and the numbers are dwindling and with the kind of strain that we're seeing god forbid let's hope we'll find vaccine very uh, shortly and we'll navigate in terms of working the other biggest arbitrage that is sitting on our, our neck from the economic front is the municipal debts you know as well as SOE debts and last but not least this uh, public service, uh, public service salary bill. These are four or five mega, um, you know, challenges that probably, uh, give our president sleepless nights. And the solution really lies on a collective, the social compact, which Martin Kingston reflected on would probably be amongst the, the, the salient points that could salvage the economy in this kind of quagmire that we are at. But anyway, those are some of the issues that I think as we kickstart the year, it is important for us, for you and I, to make an assessment. We'll bring in all the experts, we'll bring everybody who has shared their views so that we are able to make a determination on the extent to which we have moved. You know, 
how far does the economic needle move on those nine points that I have raised? Um, on that note, let me not uh, waste further time and get to the, the second leg of our conversation. As I've indicated all earlier, I have invited uh, a no stranger to the show. His name is Vilindaba. He's an author, speaker, a consultant, and life coach. And Veli is, would give us really food for thought in terms of how you and I can navigate, uh, how can we reposition ourselves uh, as we reinventing ourselves in 2021 to take advantages which business could be throwing in our, in our direction. On that note, let me take this opportunity to welcome and thank him for agreeing to share his views with us tonight. Veli Daba, good evening and welcome. A very good evening to you, Dr. Mpele, and how are you doing? And all the fantastic, my brother. Fantastic, and I'm great. I had a bit of um, uh, a moment, uh, and I'm back. I feel alive. I'm reinvigorated. I'm re- rejuvenated. My brother, I'm all good uh, before I've had a chat with you. So if anything that you and I have have chats on a sideways, anything to go by, which I strongly believe that you'll share with our listeners tonight. I hope and I it's my hope that everybody else will feel as alive as I'm feeling tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes, really. As 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 I've already painted the picture that uh, unemployment is at its highest. We have lost uh, so many businesses. People are depressed, the economy is depressed and at the individual level, you and I have an opportunity, I would imagine, to make means of where we are at. What is your advice for someone who's listening to the show as we're speaking, who's got debts to pay, who has been unemployed or who has been retrenched or who's facing prospect of having to let go his employees or her employees? What would be your your, your, your opening remark or of positive message uh, that you want to share with our listeners tonight? Uh, maybe just a, a quick four things. Maybe let's say number one. I think the, the very important thing that we need to do is to keep safe and stay safe uh, and try to save whatever is left, you know, uh, of our lives. So we need to be able to maintain this uh, or maintain or keep this social distancing and we need to keep safe in terms of making sure that we are sanitizing, and then as well as uh, keep our masks on. And I think these are the very basics that we need to, you know, to put in place just to make sure that we save our lives and protect our loved ones as well. That's just number one. And this reminds me, you know, one day I was watching a show on television, National Geographic, and I saw this bird this bird was looking at the snake and it kept on looking at the snake and the snake kept on moving closer and moving closer towards the bird and yet the bird was not aware that the snake was moving closer. So it was somehow hypnotized and it kept on looking at this bird, I mean at this snake. And soon enough, the snake just immediately jumped on this bed and it swallowed it whole. Now, what is the, the, the meaning of this or what can we take from this story? When you focus on something and you give it your full attention at times, especially something that is negative, it devours you. 
you end up being the victim of that. So this to me says, whatever you focus on the longest, it becomes your strongest. So like this bird focusing on this snake and ended up being a victim. So this is actually not different from what we're experiencing right now. Anything negative or positive, but in this instance, when you talk about something negative, if you focus on it too much, you give it your full attention, it ends up disempowering you. Yes, the situation is happening, but what is important right now is to be able to focus on what is it that we can save and how we can be able to develop ourselves and, and focus on making sure that whatever is there that you can benefit from, we do benefit from, from it. Because when you're losing your job, how do you avoid losing your job? Because it's all about the economic imp impact that is happening. I mean, you have situations where people are, I mean, losing their businesses and there's nothing much, I mean, as an individual that you can do to avoid that situation if the company is closing down. But the situation or what you should be looking at is with the money that I have, how can I be able to maximize it, to get the most out of it and to save it? Because we don't want to focus much on negativity. The reality is, it is the situation that is there. There are times in our lives where we cannot be able to change the circumstances, but we need to be able to change ourselves. Because when we forever complain about the circumstances, we lose our power. It means we give our power to those uh, debilitating you know, uh, 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 circumstances. So it's important, therefore, right now, that we need to acknowledge that the situation is very rough and also is not the first one. We need to learn from the past. We need to learn from the history because history is the best teacher. There are situations like this which, which actually happened before. And how did people survive? And this is something that I'll say for a start to say, we need to acknowledge this and say this is what is happening and we need to stay safe and we need to try at times to avoid focusing on just the happenings themselves and look at how we can be able to improve ourselves so that we can approach the situation differently. Because we can't just focus I mean, solely on negativity, on the things that are really happening because we see that people are dying. It's not only just that, but the economy is bleeding in a big way. So if you're still employed, how creative, I mean, how can you be, uh, what can you do to make sure that you keep that job and you do what you have to do? And those who are unemployed as well, it's a question of looking at how can I be valuable? How can I add more value so that I can be able to get some of the small opportunities that I can be able to benefit from to keep yourself alive and your family? I think that's, that's, the, that's the first step that I will actually share. Thank you very much for that insight, Veli. I mean, uh, I think I, I, the listener and I could, couldn't agree with you more on, on the very first point that you have, uh, that you have raised. One, obviously it's about safety and by observing those simple protocol, that's something that you and I have control over. That's not about government. You know, I, yeah. when I leave my house, um, for, for, for specific reasons, put on your mask, sanitize, maintain social distancing, that, on its own, it's a, a very useful information that needs to be reinforced uh, from time to time. But here's something that, you know, 
that are case so simple, so basic, and yet taken for granted. Um, the information, there's information overload, really. Everybody knows, yeah. you know, government, um, um, government entities and businesses, um, you know, through various media, social media, electronic print media, you know, every possible avenue that you can think of. We know that, uh, you know, protocols needs to be observed. But how do you explain the environment which you, which you find ourselves at? Majority of people in taxis and in some areas simply do not heed to these very basic messages, which are further undermines ex- the government's, uh, you know, prospects of recovering the economy at the pace that would like us to, you know, to move at. How do you explain this particular issue? Because we've, we all have control over it. We definitely have control over that. And it comes back to like individuals because some people just have this I don't care attitude, which is very problematic. I mean, in, in our world where people just, just don't care, but we can talk about those things until, you know, we, we, we are blue in our faces. But I think one thing that we need to emphasize, we need to come through to the individuals to say, wherever you are, just protect yourself. Just put that mask on. Just, just keep that social distancing wherever possible. And, and, and I think when you do that, because when you look at the group, I mean, there are always people who come in there and just try, I mean, like and act irresponsibly. And we need to keep on, there's not enough information, like, you know, you can't overemphasize this, that people just have to do what is right, because this is the reason why we ended up now going back to level, um, from level one to level three. And when you look at the situation, it's all about people who are prioritizing fun, which is not actually helping at this point in time, the way it's being done. So it's all about just being irresponsible. I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's something that one can just say, but we need to encourage those that are still able to do it, to not just learn from those who are not doing it and just follow suit. And we need to encourage them to just do those basics and to continue doing that because that's how that's what will save us. But when you look at the question of, you know, what can we do to these people? Because you can threaten them and threaten them by saying they're gonna you're gonna turn them into jails and something something like that. But you know, somehow it's a mindset issue. This is a reflection of a mindset issue beyond this uh, COVID you know environment that we find ourselves in. So a mindset issue is like an illness. It takes time to heal. Unfortunately, it gets so ingrained in your mind that you end up not being able to discern between what is right and what is wrong, which is very troubling and is very concerning. But I would say at this point that what we need to do is just to encourage those who have heeded the call just to never tire, to keep on just doing what is right, because that will make a difference somehow. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much for 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 reinforcing that particular positive outlook. That uh, you know, people that are observant should not you know should not you know tire should persist uh, as this only way in which you could um, get everybody on board. You know, uh, thanks for that, Veli. The other point that you raised that was quite intriguing for me is the snake bird uh, metaphor in relation to what we're saying. I mean, I. Now, you know, it's sort of after you've made that particular, 
you know, utterance, uh, it sort of sunk um, in that if you focus on a negative thing around your life, it is likely to devour you. It's likely to dilapidate you. It's likely to disempower you. It's likely to 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 delay to relay you. But again, juxtaposing that with a mental mental fitness, because it's not like people don't know that if you focus on negative energy, you become you become that. You become what you think. It's like you yes. know this thing that says you you are what you eat. You know if you eat healthy, it manifests in a healthy way. And again, the same way we feed our minds, we feed our minds with all the junk. We become natural junk. Okay? Uh, pardon the pun. But the reality is that for people, firstly, to be aware of that, they need some kind of tools, I would imagine. And, and going beyond those kind of acknowledgement and actually practicing positive outlook, positive uh, reinforcement, um, despite how do we get to that level of Saying, listen, I, I, I need to feed my brains, my mind with positive energy. And if I do it consistently over time, I'm likely to cushion the high blood pressure. I'm likely to cushion, you know, all sorts of ailments which, uh, uh, come through my mind system and, and that will inevitably affect my entire body. How do we get to that level of consciousness? As we are pondering on that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. Beyond Governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa, is proudly sponsored by Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. Thanks for joining us. Um, it is now 28 minutes to seven on our maiden program for 2021. It's a fairly interesting conversation I'm having with uh, a known speaker, author, consultant, and a life coach. Um, his name is Vilinda. It's not a really a stranger to the show. You must have heard his voice uh, on this platform and other platforms. Um, um, you know, and the, the, the question that I'm trying that I put before him, is how do we stay positive amidst um, the you know plethora of negative energy that we're seeing? Before into the break, I wanted him to unpack the whole issue of the kind of tools and approaches which you and I can embrace as we try to you know to 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 delink, if you like, to delink from this negative energy that is overflowing, so that we are able to to to, to think positively, so that we're able to think and focus on what is it that we've got control over so that we can better ourselves. Because there's no point of 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 lingering and perpetuating negative thought for it doesn't build any it doesn't build you, it doesn't build your business, it does not build the economy. Um so so that's one thing that Veli was about to share with us in terms of how what sort of tools and and and, and strategies can we deploy as individuals Based on what we have 
control over. Your, your take, Veli. Yes, no, thank you for, for that question. Once again, Dr. Mpele. You know, one thing that I just want to emphasize is that, I mean, like, whenever I speak and I, I, and, I, and I coach, you know, my, I mean, like people out there, one thing that I emphasize the most is self-awareness. And self-awareness is so important because when you lack self-awareness, you're just running loose. You know, you're just running amok somehow, you know, as it is said. But when you are aware of your power, when you are aware of what steals your energy, of what drains your power, of what devours your future, then you'll be able to identify those things and then you'll be able to deal with them individually so that you are able to substitute those negative activities with the positive ones. So people may talk about goals and dreams. We always talk about that, and especially during this time of the year. You hear people talking about new resolutions, talking about goals, and talking about all this. Oh, this year is going to be a brilliant year. First of all, the year will never be brilliant if you are not willing to become brilliant. It starts with you. And I ask people, and people come to me a while, they call me, they say, Oh, Happy New Year. We hope this year is going to be a new year. But the question is that I'm asking them, what are you going to bring to the new year? Because we cannot just expect that the new year is going to be better if we have not become better. We need to become better in order for the year to become better. Now, coming back to that question, so it's about self-awareness. So as a life coach and a business coach, I sit down with people and I start helping them to draw, I mean, like to, to reflect on their activities on a daily basis. What do you do? What time do you sleep? What time do you wake up? What time do you go to work? And how, um, how long are you at work for? And then after work, what do you do? And I get those activities. And that actually reflects, it actually shows people what they get to do because they are living in their minds. It means you are not conscious of what you are doing. You are just stuck in this routine of doing things. So first of all, I help people to pause by asking these questions and you write them down and I put them in a graphical I mean, like form or format where people can see it like a pie chart where they can be able to see that 10% of the time I do this, 25% of the time I do this, 30% of the time I do this because that it brings the point home because once I've done that then I'm able to say where do you think your time is actually going here? I mean, like, where do you think you, your time is getting wasted? And people will look at it. And when you talk about time that is wasted, you need to talk about that in context. Now, the context is, after drawing this graph based on their daily activities, and then I ask the question as to what dreams and goals that you have that you'd like to achieve. And then people will give them to me, and I say, okay. So when you look at that, then the question is, what activities do you need to engage in in order for you to achieve these goals. And someone says, no, I need to be fit uh, physically. I need to be, you know, to be knowledgeable. It means I need to read. And, and for an example, those two. Then I come back to the pie chart, to the graph that I've drawn. I said, but if you look at these activities, there's nothing about reading books here. And there's nothing about exercising here. So how do you think you're going to achieve that future goal if your current state does not allow that? Because we are creatures of habits. We are what we repeatedly do. So do not tell me what you want to achieve. Show me your activities. Because with your activities, I can tell 
whether your goals and dreams are going to be a reality or not. And with those two things, when we marry them, then you can see that what you say and what you do are not in alignment. And that's what creates that uh, realization and that self-awareness and saying, wow, I'm wasting my time like this. And if you say that, and for an example, I say when you wake up in the morning and you start checking your phone and you start reading the news, you start checking, I mean, like reading all the social media negative stuff. And by the time you wake up, let's say maybe it's about 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning, you're just so negative, you're like paralyzed, you don't know what to do. So those are the things at a personal level and my coaches that I always promote. I avoid watching negative things in the morning. I focus on myself. I empower myself with positive mindset, with positive information, so that when I, when I start facing the world, then I'm ready. It starts with you, I mean, like controlling yourself and being aware of what you are doing in order for you not to sabotage yourself and your future. That's basically how it actually works. It's self-awareness. Thank you very much. I, mean, I think that's a very powerful uh, view that, that I, I, I didn't think it from that particular, you know, uh, dimension. Firstly, um, you know, being, being aware of yourself in terms of your strength and your weaknesses. I like the area where you're talking about choice. It's a matter of choice for you to wake up in the morning and listen to things that, that then can either reinforces, you know, your goals, your energies and so on and so forth. Um, you know, because there's just so much information out there and you have to choose the kind of information that reinforces you know, and that is aligned to your thought process that, that reinforces the kind of trajectory you want to see yourself at. Because if you do not have that kind of awareness in terms of, you know, what, what, what has been brought to you or what you feel your mind about, you're more likely to be derailed. I mean, by nine o'clock, you're already tired because your mind would have been such a clutter already because you've got stuff from CNN, you've got stuff from Al Jazeera, you've got stuff from ENCA, you've got stuff from social media, black Twitter, and God knows what else. So by the time you 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 are obviously into productivity space, you know your space has already been consumed by the kind of energy that you draw onto yourself by reflecting and allowing. All these negative thoughts, negative space, uh, and you know issues to enter you in your space. Would I be correct to say self-awareness first is about that, and 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 how that helps you to focus on what you need to stay positive? Absolutely, because we become very picky. Like for me, I'm very choosy on how I spend my time. You choose people that you. You, you know, you talk to because there are people who are just negative. When they open their mouth, they will tell you about all the negative things. I avoid such people and such conversations. I don't want to be party to them. And it reminds me of one of the, I mean, one of the clever people, one of the clever people out there who said, always stand guard at the door of your mind. Don't let any man trample on your mind with his dirty feet. So don't let people empty their their rubbish being on your mind. Don't, don't let them. Because once you allow people just to come and just give you whatever information that is available out there, 
that that is something that becomes problematic and hence we talk about information overload actually when you think of it i don't believe that there's information overload it's a question it's a lack of attention it's a lack of you being clear as to what it is that you are building with your life what it is that you want as for me and other people that are, are in, my, in, my, in my social circles, I always talk about this stuff and saying, you know what, you will attract in your life what you want to build, what you are. So when you talk about information overload, it's a question of what we call attention poverty. It reminds me of one of the, um, um, uh, the, 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 the behaviorists, I mean behaviorist psychologists in the 1970s. I mean, I mean by the name of Habit Simon, he was an economist as well. He said in the 21st century, we're not going to have a problem. It's not going to be about overload, I mean, information overload. He spoke about attention economy. And he said, those who win in this attention economy, who can control their attention, they actually, they, they are set free. But those who suffer from attention poverty will be in serious problems. So attention poverty is about trying to do everything. You're trying to please everyone. You're trying to get as much information diverse so that you appear cool. And yet, at the surface, you appear to be knowing things, but at a deeper level, you are very empty. So it's about choosing the area. For me, it's about speaking, it's about coaching, and it's about writing, it's about helping people, you know, find and discover themselves. I'm not all about other things. I mean, like chasing all these other pieces of information that really won't help me in developing my dreams and my goals. It comes back to you. The question I often ask people is, what are you building with this life of yours? Because by complaining, you are not really building anything, but you are destroying what it is that you already have. So it's a question of that self-awareness and of you knowing what it is that you want in your life and how are you currently behaving and what activities do you engage in and how do they help you to develop and to build this future that you have in your mind, that you desire. It's all about that. But if you want to try to put your fingers on everything that is happening around you, I'm telling you, you're going to suffer from attention poverty. You will end up having nothing and having not done anything that is actually of value in life. So that's what this thing is all about. Thank you very much for that insight, Abeli. One of the things that you've sort of um, uh, put forward, which I I tend to agree with, is the whole point of multiple or multiplicity of agendas. We all have agendas, and our in in, in some instances our agendas are you know fulfilled by depositing the kind of nonsense or the kind of messaging that we want to transmit. You know, if you're not aware of your own personal agenda as a business person, as an individual, you will take every other agenda, okay, and lose your own. You know, if I if I hear you correct, you know, we all have our agendas. Everybody has their their own agendas. It is up to you as a person to filter the kind of information that comes through and make a determination on whether the kind of issues, messages that is that, that has come to your attention fit your own agenda in terms of your own prosperity. If information comes through to you which does not add value, because you've already your 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 tentacles are up, your your filter is up, you're able to decipher and say, look, I don't need this. It does not add value to my 
you know, business orientation or my philosophy of life and so on and so forth. Therefore, I won't take it in. Would I be correct to assume that the attention economy that you make in reference to all the attention poverty is as a result of not having the filter or the accurate filter, which is informed by first who you are as a person, who you are as a person. If you know your values, if you know what you want, you are able to, you know, uh, uh, I suppose, associate with people that are successful by way of doing or by way of talking as well. Would I be correct to assume that that kind of um, analogy or approach? Yeah, very correct, uh, Dr. Mpele. You, you know, I, I, I ask my coaches, even, you know, when, when someone comes for coaching and I'll ask a question, what are you building? What kind of a house are you building? For an example, I'll, I'll use this one and say, someone says to me by what they're telling me, uh, is like, I'm building a glass house. So everything here must be glass. I say, no, that's fine. That's, that's the kind of information that I'm receiving. Then I say, okay, that's fine. Let's look at the building site. When you look at the building site where you are building your glass house, and I'm starting to ask, and I say, but I'm seeing a brick here, or I'm seeing bricks, and I'm seeing cement, and I'm seeing things like, you know, like uh, 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 steel uh, window frames and steel door frames. And I say, but what do these steel window frames want here? And these bricks, you say, no, I've got this material because it was cheap. You know, I got it, it was on sale, and people were buying them. I mean, like, I mean, they, they gave me about 80% you know, a discount. And I said, but you got 80% discount of this material and you bought it because it was cheap, but you, that's not what you're building. You're not building a brick house. You are building a glass house. So this is the analogy that I'm using to say, you first have to know, what are you building? Are you building a brick house or are you building a glass house? If you are building a glass house, then why are you buying things that are cheap even though they are not in line with what you are building. So that's exactly what happens with people. If you don't know what you are building, you tend to grab anything and everything that comes your way because you want to please people. It's because people are saying this, you don't want to disappoint them. Oh, because something is just easily available. It's not about the easy availability of things. It's all about what it is that you are building yourself. If you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. That's, that's the reality. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much, Veli. Uh, if you've just joined us, I'm having a very intriguing conversation with Veli Ndaba, really unpacking the self. Uh, you know, for you to confront, literally confront challenges that, you know, comes your way, you need to know yourself. And one of, one of the best ways that he's actually advocating for is, is, is really the whole point of self-awareness, because if you're aware of your worth, you, you are very clear in your mind in terms of who you come, the kind of company that you keep, the kind of values they, 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 they uphold, and you juxtapose those with yourself and say, look, I don't need this, I need this, and so on and so forth. I find it very fascinating. Um, and as I'm reflecting on my own personal journey for 2021, I, I'm very clear in my mind, the certain things that I will do more because they add value in terms of firstly reading more. I haven't really read as much as I would have wanted to read last year, particularly around economics, because there's interesting theories on, on, on recovery. I mean, I want to read more and learn more about the, the turnaround solutions. There are a plethora of turnaround solutions because the world is a mess. 
and we don't have much, many, you know, uh, potent, if you like, solutions. So one of the things I need to be doing from where I'm sitting, uh, as of now is to read more around solutions. Not so much of a problem, solutions. You know, you know, solutions that, 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 that makes a difference ultimately. Please weigh in on our conversation. Our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 061-895-1019. Of course, my tuna handle is at Mbele Nimrod. Um, really, as we are running up, uh, we've got literally about five more minutes just to, just to mourn over, uh, you know, this very interesting conversation. Moving forward at the practical level for business, uh, because business, first it's about you. We have dealt with the you part. And let's now elevate it slightly higher and talk about teams because collaboration and cooperation has become such an important, uh, currency, you know, which, well, which if it is harnessed properly can take us, uh, uh, to, to, to greatest heights within a very short space of time. But we, we South Africa, we're still very competitive, even to our own detriment. How do we, you know, how do we break this silo mentality? How do we build our own teams so that all our ambitions, um, you know, as a team becomes a reality? Yes, you know, when you look at that, and I'm glad that you raised that issue, when you talk about teamwork, when you're talking about people collaborating and that, it's all about the reflection uh, of uh, maturity level. You know, if you are mature enough, that's something, then you start looking at a bigger picture than just looking at, your, at yourself. So, I mean, when you look at these things and you say to yourself, how can I be able, there's something that we call collective genius. Because all of us are brilliant in our own, you know, uh, uh, special ways. Now we are saying, how can we come together and be able to basically leverage off each other so that we can be able to get more with what we have? Because people have got this tendency of just trying to get everything. It's all or nothing. But now we need to transcend from that and start saying, how can we build this thing together? How can we club together and just get the most of our, you know, uh, different intelligences and, 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 and cleverness and experiences as well. Because this is something that will save us. So it, 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 uh, it all comes back sometimes from the culture of greed. It all, all comes back from the culture of, you know, like that it's all about you, you know, and nobody else. So at a business level, that's where now leadership has to, to show up. Because most people are just, you know, just adding some pressure and just, you know, doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. But now when you look at the business leaders, it's a question of how can they come together and encourage and motivate their team members as well, just to join hands and to look, excuse me, to look at the big picture and to look at how they can be able to save, not just only their businesses, but looking at the economy you know, at large. So it's all about teamwork and it's all about collaboration and it's all about, you know, bringing out the best in each other in order to say what is there. And, and, and not just thinking about yourself only, but think about others. Think about how you can be able to save this big, you know, picture that you are actually having when you talk about the economy and stuff like that. No, thank you very much for that. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by 
one of the one of the issues that you've raised, which uh, perhaps maybe doesn't get much attention from a leadership point of view, that is that of maturity. Um, it takes a mature individuals, corporations, executives, and so on and so forth, for them to recognize that collaboration is a currency that makes or break. But for that to happen, there are two fundamental issues that I want you to comment on, which which has has bedeviled any business initiative and continue to do that even at this moment as you and I are talking. Firstly, it is about trust and ethics. Yes. You know, people don't trust each other because we have used and abused our positions as leaders to get what we want. And that also deals with ethics and ethical conduct. Can you perhaps maybe comment on those two very important variables? How do we go about? Because it's one thing to say, let's be, let's, let's have a teamwork. Let's be mature. And, and almost like there's a, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ah, God, it just escapes me. Um, the kumbaya kind of euphoria, if you like. And it, it, these are always nice on paper. And when people talk about it, but I have to trust Veli. I have to know that Veli is an upright person. Veli is a compassionate person. Veli is a passionate individual. Veli will advance the cause of the collective. Okay. Because we've trust him. But Veli has let us down, has let us down so many times. And yet he's still in that particular position. I can't wish him away, but how do we walk around Veli? Who is, who is caught up in this, uh, you know, culture of greed, as you've pointed out? Who is not really building the trust level? Who's always been found, you know, uh, uh, you know, who's always been found wanting around trust as well as, as well as ethics? Comment on those two very important variables. Yes. First, first of all, when you talk about trust, uh, it, it's something that is actually earned. Trust is not something that you can learn from books, and then next day you are you are trustworthy. It's all about how you behave, and it's about how you show up consistently. It's not about today you show up like I mean this way, and then the next day you show up that way. You become very unpredictable. But trust is something that you know you 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 earn. So. It's about how you do things. I mean, when things don't happen the way you wanted them, when you make a mistake, you are the first one to raise your hand and say, hey, I'm sorry, guys. Here, this is what happened. And I did not do what I was supposed to do or I did not really put or apply myself here. So it means you are predictable in a good way that you can be trusted. So when something goes wrong, you are able to raise your hand. And when someone does right as well, like someone else, you are able to say, now, well done. You don't only show up only when someone has done something wrong. And then you just come up with some sort of like, with some lashing. That, that's, that's not that. So trust is something that starts at an individual level where you need to be trustworthy to yourself, to be trustworthy to your health, to be trustworthy to your dreams, to be trustworthy to your goals, and to be trustworthy to your families, to your family. So it starts with yourself because when you start showing to people or coming up with I mean within groups of people as if you pretend to be trustworthy, you will soon slip up and you'll show and reveal your colours, your true colours. And that's where now ethics come in as well. Because I may have good intentions that I want us to collaborate. 
but you find that at an ethical level, we are not aligned. Because you are just coming up with some crooked ways and you just want to get things by hook or crook. For you, you don't want to do things the right way. You always want to cut corners. Whereas on my side, when we don't get something, I accept that we did not get it. But with you as my partner or my boss, you want us to cut corners and do things in a very wrong way. That's where those two things, therefore, they, I mean, they start clashing. So, but when you talk about trust and ethics, and trust is something that has to be developed. And like you said earlier, how do we build these things? It is built the same way as the culture is built. A culture is built by doing things the same way and identifying, doing the same things, or the same thing the same way, day in, day out, until they become a way of living and a way of doing things. So it's not something that's just a once-off. So unfortunately, when pandemic or pandemics or uh, like a crisis, I mean, occurs, it's a test of how we are as a nation and as a people. So if we do not do these things when everything seems normal, unfortunately, these times, these challenging times, they tend to expose us. So now is not just time to build, but it's time to practice what we have been building all along. So if you've been, if you have been building nothing, you're not going to do, be able to do anything right now. So trust and ethics are built as well during those times when the storms are not there. So that when the storm comes, you are able to come together and just do what you normally do. Thank you very much for that insight, Veli. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We have run out of time. Once again, it is absolute pleasure to have you on board. I certainly hope and believe that the listener um, have uh, a food for thought and are they able to reflect on some of the very pertinent issues that you've raised, particularly about oneself. Thank you, and uh, we appreciate your input and insight. Thank you very much. Governance was brought to you by Plus 94 Research, the science of decision making.